0: Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteens.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Tear Jazzy, episode 41, the show where you answer all the ice kinky questions. I am your host, Jasmine Starshine.
1: And I am your co-host, Miss Mimi. Today with Celeste.
0: Today with Celeste. Are we going to get in young? Yes! That just made made my whole life. Miss Mimi, it has been a time. And the religious listeners of the show will realize that There was not an episode last week, and that's because I was away celebrating the pagan holiday of Soen, where um, the veil between this plane and the next is most thin, and this year it was under a blue moon, and a full moon, rather, so we took the opportunity to have a very nice religious experience, and also we were away (laughs) because you you and me, maybe it's... The world's been kind of a lot lately, and we just needed to not expend more spoons than we had. But we're back. And how are you doing?
1: I feel really dumb that I didn't know how to pronounce that because I totally like mispronounced it when I was reading. So thank you for clearing that up. No, I'm not going to tell you how I thought it was pronounced. Sam (laughs) Hain. No. No. Now I'm deathly curious. That's that sucks because I'm not revealing my secrets. <laughs> um, I'm OK. Um, you know, there's a lot of stressors going along right now. I'm fortunate that I have at least some detachment from all the shit that's going on, but it's still very stressful and very concerning. Uh, I took the cat to the vet. Mm-hmm. She's Good. Good. She's, like, mostly healthy. Good. Turns out she has herpes. Uh, That's a fun... T- <laughs> oh! oh. Cat, herpe- Cat herpes is super different from, like, people herpes. There's no actual physical, like, like, skin problems or sores or anything. Like, all it is is that, like, she basically gets a cold. Huh. It... When... And the basic... The way that it works is that if you get a bad case when you when they're a kitten um like they'll usually get it when they're a kitten and then determining on how bad the case was when they're a kitten will depend if they have flare-ups throughout their life most cats will only get it when their immune system starts to get older the theory is that my cat had it pretty bad when she was a kitten so she gets the flare-up every once in a while and she gets like a runny nose or watery eyes or sneezing the only time you need to be concerned is if any of that comes out funny colors Man, kitty herpes kicks the shit out of human herpes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, I mean, let's be real. Okay, so, like, but humans have, like, so like multiple kinds of herpes. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, cold sores on your lips happen, but they're not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. It's the other kind of herpes that we don't like.
0: <laughs> hey, Mimi, want to hear a joke? No, oh, no. What's the most... Hey, on- that's my job! <laughs> <laughs> What's the most common STD?
1: Gonna regret this. What? Pregnancy.
0: Dear Jazzy is an advice show brought to you by EdunsWithGod with God.com Productions. Roll the credits. Okay, no, but for real, uh, it has been some time, and I'm glad that you're doing you know at least okay because I'm doing you know bare minimum okay, and you know given everything, that's that's good. Miss Mimi, we have a Patreon.
1: Yes. Yes, we we have one of those.
0: Yes, we do. Yes. And I just (laughs) wanted to say in the past two weeks to a month or so, uh, a lot of people's financial situations have changed. And that is totally okay because I've gotten some messages from people who felt really, Uh, who felt really guilty about having to lower their pledge or unsub. And I just wanted to say you handle yourself first and worry about porn later. Like take care of yourself first before anything else. I'm basically rereading a tweet I made about this, but I just wanted to say on the show proper, like I, any creator with their salt will not be hurt at all. If someone needs to drop their pledge. So Take care of yourself first and foremost. I love you. That being said, that being said, uh, in the $1 vanilla tier, we have Damia, Phil258, and Raystar. Uh, $1 the vanilla tier gets you a name shout out. In the $5 Kingster tier, which gets you a name shout out and some nude photos of yours truly every month, we have AB Michael, Annie, Briah, Casa, Jamie, Juicebox, Mexi, and Skywalker. $10 fetishist tier, which gets you uh, extended shout-out, which can be up to a sentence, a porn video, porn set, and a shout-out. Like I said, that is Ishi and Scotia. And the $15 sinner tier, which allows you all the other things, as well as kind of like putting your little directorial spin on what the monthly porn video is. We have Daddy Gray, who writes, Thanks for the pre-show quickie, princess, winky face. Imp Kineko, who writes, searching for, searching for a job as a professional diaper and baby food tester, please contact me at Little Big Tooth to hire. And Joe. And this last one is exciting. In the $20 Deviant Tier, our first Deviant Tier patron, we have Big C. So thank you, everyone, for supporting the show. Uh, like I said, these are very economically... You know, troubling times, and I appreciate everyone's support so, 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 so much. I feel like I don't say it enough, even though I say it, I feel like at least once a week. <laughs> um, but for real, thank you, everyone, for your support. It does mean the world to us. This Mimi, We are an advice show and we answer questions. What is the first of those?
1: We have a new deviant here. Yeah. I mean, I know we have it, but I didn't realize somebody's subscribed. Why don't you tell me these things?
0: Because it literally happened only a few hours ago.
1: Well, now I've... Yeah, okay, fair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and all you were, right. You were busy. And also, when we spoke before the show, we had much more
1: exciting pressing matters to discuss. Well, it's okay, Celeste. Oh, Yeah. All right, we got a question here. The first one is from... No, I'm going to just do it this way. Dear Jazz Funk and Mimi (laughs) Mimester. Yeah, okay. I definitely read that. Is Mimi Mimester? I don't know. Mimester. Whatever. (laughs) If you could live in any fictional world, which would it be and why? Assume you are not the main character in said world, but also not an expendable background character. Sincerely, I deleted my question four, four. times, rather pronouns, he, him. <laughs> four
0: times. Uh, if I got isekai'd to any fictional world in which I would not be an expendable background character, you know, this is really difficult. Um, I think we got a question similar to this on a previous episode. And I think what I said in the past as to like what fictional world I would live in, I think I said something like, Ultima Online, so Cesaria or Britannia, depending on which version of the game you're talking about, because it's a sandbox MMO where you can be, where I could study to become a wizard or something. But also, it's a world where there isn't, like, there is no one central main character, and there also isn't, like, an imminent threat to the world's existence, like that's not how like in world of warcraft every expansion there's like a new big baddie threatening to destroy azeroth and ultima it's just kind of like yeah you just hang out and you study spells and you build a house and that's it so i would say like uo ultima online would be pretty cool um that's like the first thing that comes to mind i feel like i would need to come up with like come back to me and i'll come up with like a science fiction answer for you
1: Hmm. I'm actually torn. Like there's so many answers that I would like to give. Like I'd say I'd want to be in the Fate universe, but then like if I'm in the Fate universe, I'd want to be involved in the Holy Grail War, but then I'd probably die. So I'm going to scratch that off my list. Um Honestly, I think it feels like <gasps> I'm screaming. <laughs> It feels like it would be a toss up for me between two universes from two different book series that I've read. Okay. The first one I'm going to, I'm going to do them in a specific order because there's a hesitation on one of them. The first one is the sort of truth. um, The sort of truth universe, if you will. Okay. Now, There's a couple of reasons for that, but there's two specific types of character that I'd be happy being either, except there's inherent problems with that. So, like, one of the most badass characters in this whole entire book series is called a Mord Sith. Um, Mord Sith are basically, like, Dominatrix's... I guess, plus bodyguards, plus hot. awesome warriors, but also, like, skilled torture artists. <laughs> hot. Hot, 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 hot. Yeah, but, like, there's a problem with it. Um, <clears throat> one, Mord Siths are 100% devoted to their their lord, which they have through a magical bond, which is fine. But the problem I have with it is how they become Mord Sith. Mm -hmm. And I would not want to go through that Because the way they become Mord Sith Is they're Taken away from their families at a very young age Mm -hmm. And they go through extreme amounts of Pain and suffering, to put it very lightly For years And their whole training culminates with them Killing one of their family members
0: You literally just described a Sith lord.
1: It is very similar to that. I wonder why they're called Mort Sith. Hmm. It's it's a very. uh, I just I'm trying to be gentle because I don't want to go into too many like gory and graphic details. But um, they have like the other one that I the alternative would be I'd want to be a confessor. Hmm. Confessors are these just gorgeous wonderful like i think if i remember correctly they all wear black and the mother confessor who's like the leader of all of them oh yeah both of these groups of people they're all women so that that's a bonus Hell yeah um the the mother confessor wears this gorgeous white gown and only women can be confessors because the confessor's power corrupts very easily, because basically if you unleash it on somebody, you basically make somebody your slave and they basically live to serve you. It's it, The point of it is they would confess somebody before execution and have them confess their crimes and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to die anyway. It doesn't matter. And they wouldn't even need to do anything because the confessor would say, I just wish you were dead. They just fall over dead. Sure. <laughs> and the, there's the only problem is um, in the first book, we learn about how all the confessors were basically killed off except for one. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's a problem because. Um, confessors are largely not allowed to bear children, They have to be very, very careful with that. Um, And if they do bear children, they have to basically be willing to get rid of the male children because they're not allowed to have male confessors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a whole big problem. So there's just so many variables and ifs, ands, or I don't know is about that universe that I think I would land solidly in the Jim Butcher Codex Alera universe where it's like, Almost a cross between—it's Roman legionnaires meets Avatar: Last Airbender, meets Pokemon. <laughs> I think you talked about that on the show before. It's the best book series. Well, it's one of the best. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if I was going to be in that universe, I'd want to be either—I want to say either a deal s- crafter or maybe. Maybe water, water, um, uh, water crafters are typically healers, um, or I might be a one, a knight's heiress and they can fly. Oh, cool. Um, steel crafters have immense concentration, pain suppression, and they are very, 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 very good swordsmen.
0: I can't, I, I came up with my, my, with my second option, if you want to hear it. Yeah. This is totally out of left field. But I would love to be a stagehand on the Muppet show in like the Muppet universe. That'd be cool. <laughs> That'd just be so fucking funny. <laughs> That'd be funny. Alright. Like, like, not Fraggle Rock, not that part of the Muppet universe, like specifically a stagehand on the Muppet Show. I I'm here for this. I would love that. That'd be great. Um yeah, no, I, I don't think I have much else to say on that. It's just like, that'd All be right. so fun. Just like watching the fucking shenanigans occur like every week on the stage and like raising and lowering the curtain and doing like the sound mixing. That'd be fun. So, yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, now I need art of Jazzy as a Muppet. <laughs> it's what I need. Oh my gosh, All right. let's do so the next
1: that- question. I did
0: you. I'm so sorry.
1: Love this title. Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi, Maple Lover and Mother of All Things. I thought you would like
0: that. I'm
1: here for this.
0: Mother of all things sounds like so grand, you know. Right? <laughs> that sounds like some that sounds like how I would hail Gaia.
1: I live in a house with three other people. Two of whom are vanilla. I never have any time to myself to be in little space. I can't disappear into my bedroom because the animals just open the door. Any ideas to help? Thank you in advance. Kimmy Cake, pronouns she/her.
0: This I I know for a fact we've talked about on the show before, but I would love to talk about it again. Um, hey. Also, this uh, question came to us through the uh, official podcast Gmail. So if you want yeah, that's to fire, right. off, we have email. We do have an email. If you want to fire off an email to uh deer jazzy at uh, That is a great way to submit anonymous questions and to get in touch with us for business or whatever you want. I literally almost said the usual mailbox at gmail.com. <laughs> Cause I've been catching up on the usual bed. I almost just gave the wrong email address, but for, for Lord's sake, please email the usual bed as well. They're a great podcast.
1: I wonder what uh, they would do if somebody emailed them something and went, Dear Jazzy, and just, like, asked them a question.
0: <laughs> to the usual mailbox at gmail.com. Dear Jazzy. Uh, <laughs> and then Sophie and Chloe are right back. Uh, neither of us are Jazzy, but we can, like, get her if you want. Or <laughs> do so- we need to have guests? <laughs> uh,
1: maybe. They've had guests before. Um... Oh, gosh, um... So I'm guessing by the question here, when they say they have, you know, when you say you have never have time to be I know alone that. in little space, it kind of, I'm assuming it, it all, it probably means that there's always somebody home, which given the pandemic kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I- I'm really interested to understand how the animals keep pushing open your door. Right. Like, does your door latch? Like, does it click close? Like, do they just know how to use the door handle? Like, I'm like legitimately curious
0: about this. You know, I was wondering about that, too. And I was thinking, do you have a lock? Can you barricade the door? And then it came to me. What, how I read this question is the animals will continue to scratch and scratch and scratch at Kimmy's door and whine until she lets them in. And that's what I think it is.
1: That's what Celeste does. But then you let her in and you close the door and she's like, no, I I want to leave now. Yep. Love (sighs) on my terms.
0: So that's how I kind of took it. And I thought, you know, and I was thinking about this and I was thinking back to when I lived at my parents' house and like, what do I do? And what did I do then? And I spent a lot of my little space time um, alone in the shower because I was always known to take very long showers. So that was at least like 45 minutes to an hour of just alone me time and no one barging in to bother me that I mm-hmm. could like bring a passy in with me or something and just enjoy some little space. Another option is when you go to bed, Funny in the chat says bubble baths. Absolutely. Um, another one is when you're in bed at night, you can pull the covers all the way up over your head if it's not too hot and like read a picture book or like play like a little game on your phone or something that's another thing i used to do um but that's you know that's really rough because living in a situation where you have to hide your identity whether it be your little identity or your gender identity or your sexual orientation or anything having to hide who you are is always really rough and really painful. And I'm sorry that that is a thing that you are uh, going through right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely strikes me as one of those situations where you kind of have to do it so overt that it's actually covert.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) So like those water bottles that I mentioned a handful of episodes ago, you can get like, really cute motivational water bottles that either have straws or like sippy cup top type things. And you can take things that not normally seen necessarily immediately as little space things and make them little space things. Yeah. Um, buy a coloring book. I used to like when I, I I enjoy coloring. It's very cathartic for me. And I don't really go into little space. So, like, I used to just sit at work when I used to work the night shift. It's like till eleven or midnight or I don't remember. It was a while ago. But you know, we used to was it one? I whatever. But I'd like sit at work and just color. You know, get some some nice colored pencils. And like just a nice coloring book and take your time. You know, you can just you can use that, you know, you can get really nice, comfy PJs or um, a really good, stealthy way of being little without being little, um, you know, buy one piece pajamas. Hell yeah. Like those are great. Um, I have this a friend a of mine in
0: Vogue right now.
1: Yeah, I have a friend of mine in Australia that is very, very fond of this thing called an Udi, mm-hmm. um, that strikes me as something that would be very littling because it's basically like a massively oversized plush hoodie. And it's made from like like, I think they said it was like cruelty-free Sherpa skin or Sherpa, like I don't even know, but it looks hella soft. And I think I
0: know exactly what type of fabric you're talking about, and I concur. Uh, it is they're, hecka
1: soft. Right? And they're just... They're massive. So, like, you can... You know, you can just... Um, you can, like... Find the things that make you feel even just a little bit little. And you know, enjoy and embrace those things and look for opportunities to spend time by yourself. If that's what you're looking for. Like in the shower is good. Uh, You know, you can do like things to just wear comfy, comfy jammies to bed, or or get like, get some cute sheets. Hell, like when um, I moved where I am now for the first probably a year and a bit that I lived here, I had it. All I had for a bed was a single mattress, just a straight. Well, it's a long story, but it's all I had. And I slept on Disney Princess sheets for. At least a year and a half. Why not because I was feeling little. But because they're just cheaper than regular sheets. They are. Why would like, why would I go, you know, buy sheets? I could spend like $50 and buy a nice set of sheets or I could spend like 30 and get Disney princess sheets. I don't care that they're Disney princess. It's cute. But like I can straight up just turn around and be like, oh, yeah, they were like $25 cheaper. I don't have a lot of money to shell out. I'm going to save money where I can. I don't care that I'm sleeping on kids sheets. Do you care? No. Then what's the big deal? But if you're feeling little and you want something to kind of help that, it's like the best plausible deniability ever. You're saving money and you don't care, but secretly, you're actually, it means a lot to you.
0: I was going to say, I'm so sorry for interrupting you and tippy typing. Uh, someone joined the server and wanted to get their pronouns all set up and everything, but we're back. Uh, it's all good. I want to build off of the point you just made about kids' sheets. Uh, there's a website called society six. That's it's effectively like a red bubble situation or a teespring where you, you upload a vector design and you, people can put it onto like bed sheets or pillows or anything you want. Um, I have this set, uh, we have this set of bed sheets, um, and pillowcase and a comforter and everything that a ton of people have asked me where I got it from because it's in a ton of the pictures that I take for the Patreon and for my Twitter and everything. And it's like it's like like a kitty and like a potion and some herbs and some crystal. It's like a witchy themed, like very soft bed set. And that was like my housewarming gift when I moved in with Daddy. And that is a really great place. If you can find like a very cute, like repeating pattern, like very littling thing but from a custom print website like that that's also really good plausible deniability because it's like oh this isn't a kid's thing i had this commissioned yeah yeah
1: it's just it's all about finding ways to feel little and to feel in touch with that part of yourself especially when you're living with like with vanilla folks is giving yourself that um, deniability, but also just that, like, step of separation from them. So, like, yes, they're your roommates. Yes, they're going to be involved in certain parts of your life. It's just the kind of the facts of life you live with them. But you're allowed your privacy and you're allowed things, for lack of a better way of putting it, you're allowed your creature comforts. Yeah. Right? So if you like certain things or certain things bring you peace like you know why not and actually one of the things that i would highly recommend is that if you like um they're a little pricey ish so you'll have to shop around i've mentioned it before but there are these night lights that are Basically, they're like plush turtles with a plastic shell.
0: Yes, and they make the and soft then, little baby music.
1: Actually, this one makes ocean sounds <gasps> and and music. Even better. And it shines like, so the, the image that it puts on the ceiling, and you can get some that shine stars. You can get some that are a lot of different things. The one that I like is actually like ripples of water. Mm-hmm. And you can just have that. And there's no reason, like, there is literally nothing that anybody can say. Well, why do you have it? The lights make it easier for me to sleep. Okay. And then the noise helps me fall asleep. People use white noise, people use fire. Like, there's all kinds of audio sleeping tools, including my SoundCloud. Including Uh, your
0: SoundCloud, especially your SoundCloud.
1: like there's all kinds of audio sleeping tools that people use all the time so like it's it's not even deniability at this point it's just what little things can you do on on the regular that make you happy that you can give regular everyday vanilla uses to
0: i just want to point out two things uh one of them Fani said brb getting my name printed on sheets and the immediate image that came to mind was just a bedspread that says jesse 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 jesse, jesse the whole way down and then the other thing i wanted to point out is that in your last um, talking stick session you used the word shine and star without making a star shine reference and i'm
1: very hurt well <laughs> i'm glad you're paying attention then
0: always <laughs> oh, Every time you talk, I listen up because everything you say is worth listening to.
1: Well, shucks. Yeah. Huh? Must be why you keep me as a co-host or something.
0: It's because <laughs> you're the the best damn co-host ever.
1: <laughs> Don't inflate my ego too much.
0: <laughs> I'll I'll just go get I'll just go get Speckles pump. Oh, what gosh. is <laughs> what is the next question? <laughs>
1: Dear what (laughs) dear Jazza pants and Mimi jeans.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. That's so good.
1: (laughs) I'm currently the only person working in my office. So that's gotta be lonely coming up soon. Hopefully I will be able to hire somebody to be my assistant slash coworker. I've been considering hiring another ABDL so that we could do covert diaper things at work. Do you think this is a good idea so long as the other ABDL is decent is a decent candidate, or do you think that it would prove too squicky or lead to too many distractions at work? Please keep in mind, we will literally be the only people in the entire office for perpetuity. Go out and vote. Beanboy Skywalker pronouns he him.
0: This is, this question has uh, layers, man. so let's break it down, right? Um... So first and foremost, at the top layer, they will be, I'm assuming perpetually, the only two people in the office so that uh, takes care of the kink in public spaces. So that that, that takes care of that piece so we can dig a little deeper into the next layer. And that's is this person qualified? And I would say that's like the most important thing first and foremost. And then beyond that past, if they're qualified, you know, you can dig down to the next level. Are they ABDL? Like if yes, dig down to the, to the, to the fourth layer. And is it, you know, will it be a distraction? Excuse me. Will it be a distraction? And I think that's where we're going to get a lot of, I think that's where a lot of the beef for this uh, question is going to come from I just belched into the mic. I am so sorry. Uh, I'm an audio professional. (laughs) Um, Personal take. Um, I loved being alone in the office when I worked in a cubicle. And uh, anytime other people came into the office or it was a full day, I, I would just like close the door and just be like, go away. I'm an introvert. Um, but I I feel I get a lot of work done in an office type setting. So I always would go in anyways. Um, and being alone in the office was great because I could just turn on my music and just like stretch out. I could wear my comfy sweater and I could wear my running shoes. It was great. Um, when it comes to distractions, I've talked ad nauseum in previous episodes about how I had like a work blankie and I had a stuffy at my desk that I would hold on to while i was tippy typing and it never really uh it never distracted me however those are not like very hard abtl things like having a passy at the desk or like being padded at work or something um although being padded has never been a distraction when i'm doing audio stuff so i don't think that'd be as big of a thing i think it'd be more of a distraction if be like oh, hey dude check this out and then like Run off Xerox copies of your butt, and it has like an ABU print coming out of the copier and everything. Funny as that would be, I think that's where it would become like a distraction. But no, so more past like regular office distractions. Oh no, <laughs> funny just, like, Hey, look how hard I can pee. Uh, talking stick.
1: I feel like I have to break this down on on a lot of different angles here. Go for it. Um. I can appreciate that you're the only person working your office currently, and then if you hire somebody, that you'll be the only two people there. I want to state first that if you are the person hiring somebody, your first and foremost concern always has to be, are they the best person for the job, or are they the best person that can fit the position, People can learn to do jobs, but if you have major clashes elsewhere with personality or with workflow or whatever, that's something that's different. When hiring people, you want to keep those things in mind because you you can teach somebody a job. You can't always demand a person to change who they are to fit the job position. So I would keep those things in mind. I am very big in separating, unless you actually work, like, unless unless you're working in something that's directly related to ABDL, I'm just, I'm very big on making sure that anything you do bring into your work life or your work circle regarding your kink life is very, 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 very discreet and very particular because I'm usually the kind of person that wants those two spheres of my life separate because I take it as the work is at work. If I'm not at work, I'm off the clock. That's it. And it's the same thing. Like if, you know, I'm the only exception to that is if I'm on call, but like that's established. Like, if I'm done work and I leave and I get called and st- out of nowhere on my day off and said I have to go in and do things, I'm off the clock. Like, yeah, you have to be very careful with your work and life balance. So that's why I like to keep those things just distinctly separate. I mean, <sighs> distractions in that at work, literally, you're going to have distractions no matter what you do. So... I don't think it's fair to say that this is going to make added distractions. I think it's it's more fair to say distractions are what you make them. Yeah. If you allow it to become a distraction, yeah, you're going to have a lot of them. If you allow it to be a thing, but don't allow it to consistently distract you from your work, because don't forget, when you're working, you are being paid to do your job. So you want to make sure that you're still getting the stuff that you need to get done done. So if your focus is on, you know, making sure that you're doing what you're being paid for and the distractions don't always, um, they're not as easily, they're not as easy to kind of take over the situation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I feel like a real hard ass about this because, you know, I, I am just, you know, I work in an office or I, I did I work at home now, but like having worked in an office and managing my kink life and stuff, it, it it can be tricky. And it's definitely trickier when you work in an office where there's multiple people. I, I would say trust your instincts and trust your gut, but Make sure you take the due time to reflect and be careful. You know, don't do anything rash. Don't do anything that's going to somehow risk your job or something like, you know, be responsible um, and just be mindful of the situation as it evolves in front of you.
0: Yeah. Couldn't say it better myself. Anything you want to tack on to that one before we move on?
1: Um, you play some sex game, don't you?
0: I do. Thank you for bringing it up. Camp Buddy is one of the uh organizations that greatly supports our show. That was the worst segue ever. I'm going to try that again.
1: <laughs> I even set you up so well you, did. you just you, you fumbled it did. And- I did. This isn't football, Jazzy. Can can you set me up? Can
0: you set can can you throw the, the pass to me so I can make the connection? I don't I don't know how how to football term. Camp Buddy is an awesome gay visual novel by BLITS Games that you should check out right now. It is spicy, it's gay, it's a visual novel. Tons of branching paths, over fifty hours of content, fully made sex scenes, three hundred unique illustrations, full voice acting. What more could you want? And what's more, all the characters are eighteen plus, so check mark there. You know, if you want, if you're nervous about that, I know I always check that out before I get into a visual novel. And it is Boy Scout themed. Um, hello, yes, uh, scouting and like camp is such a good setting. Yes. So please check out Camp Buddy. It really does uh, support the show at uh, altswithgod.com slash campbuddy. Uh, we have our affiliate links there and everything. If you want to check out info on the game or um, the game itself or the demo link, it's all there for Mac and PC. Go check it out. Miss Mimi, what is the next
1: question? <clears throat> Dear Jazz Crew. I work from home, on my own schedule, but I'm still trying to be better about waking up earlier, just for the sake of being more available to those I work with, and also, I miss being a morning person. I'm also a very heavy sleeper who keeps sleeping through her alarms. (sighs) No, mm-hmm. oh, that life yeah what are some ways to help this bonus points for finding ways to incorporate littling into making sure i wake up at a good time as i've found subtle littling to, has been especially good for me as of late from doug Dimodome. thinks butch hartman is a see you next tuesday pronouns she her <laughs> i'm not gonna say it should i say it I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Would you be
0: offended if I said it? I don't care if you say it. I just won't say it. Butch Hartman is a cunt. Uh, So my honest advice. Bedtime. More than anything, a bedtime will help you. uh, No, Ashy. No, please stay. Please don't go to bed in the chat. (laughs) Uh, A bedtime (laughs) will help you. Uh, not only feel super little when you're going to bed and having that routine and everything, that sticker chart material, just saying, but also that's going to set you up to uh, start waking up at a good time and everything. And also your circadian rhythm will thank you and your metabolical state will thank you. It is like so good for your body. I would know as my circadian rhythm is f- ha <laughs> hooked. Uh, from having a content creator, sleep schedule and everything. Uh, I would say bedtime far and away, I think would be the the best thing possible.
1: Look at you sounding like a mommy almost. I I. I try You're to like a half a step away from sounding like a big girl, except I don't think that's that that might be just a little bit out of your reach.
0: You know what I'm doing? It's like it's like when a little girl plays pretend with her dolls and like when a little girl plays like mommy with her baby doll. I feel like that's what I'm doing right now.
1: It's like you stole half of my answer. So I feel like it's almost like imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Go for it. You're just trying to be Miss Mimi.
0: (laughs) I gave the answer I felt that you would give (laughs) because
1: you're such just a good influence for real, though, like not that that sounds so conceited. Um, but you you make a good point. Um, and i I, I don't want to actually change that. I just want to expand upon it. Um, and I would go a step further, not just bedtime, but routine. Mm-hmm. So there is a whole process of really giving your body a routine to follow. And if you do that, you're going to find that you're going to be able to go to bed at a good time. You're going to be able to fall asleep easier and you're going to be able to get up at the same roughly give or take half an hour, same time. Cause you know, sometimes we just need extra sleep that happens, but oh yeah, think about it like this, right? One of the biggest traps we get in, we fall into when we work at home is just never getting out of our PJs. They're comfy they're easy. We wake up. We don't have to change out of them. Like you just, you can but, live in your PJs.
0: But, but no, I like my PJs.
1: I know a lot of people who just live in their PJs because they never leave the house. Like, <laughs> and that's, and that's fine. If you want to wear PJs during the day, that is okay. But have specific sets of PJs that are for bed only. Oh, I like this. Have a specific time where you're like, all right, let's say you want to be in bed by 10 p.m. every night. So 9 p.m., screens off, computers down, exception of your phone if you're, you know, messaging somebody, screens down. It's time to start getting ready. So go through your motions. Make it a routine. If you want to shower before bed, have a shower. If you want to, you know, brush your hair, brush your teeth, do all of the things that you need to do. Before you get ready to bed, make it a routine, make it like make it fun, something you do every single day, right? Build that habit. The more you do it and the more you practice it, the easier it's going to get and make sure that you're always, you know, in bed, hitting the pillow at about the same time every night, give or take five minutes like it happens. Sometimes we're a little, we're running a little slow, whatever. We, we have to account for, you know, us being human, but come hell or high water, you got to be in bed by about the same time, give or take five, 10 minutes every night. And by basically setting aside sets of PJs that are only for bed, you're telling your brain, it's time to wind down. We're going to sleep. The more you do it every day, the more you're going to tell your brain it's time for bed. That's why it's important to have, you know, bedtime pajamas. It's like, it's like self-conditioning. You're training your body and your brain to know when it's time to wind down. And on the flip side, if you want to be up at a certain time every day, make sure you give yourself enough time to get enough sleep. But come hell or high water, make sure you're trying to get up at around the same time every day. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. Your body's just going to get into that rhythm and you're going to find it comes easier and easier and easier the more you do it. Yeah. Trust me, I've seen this work. Way I, too many times. I
0: really like the idea of having day PJs and night PJs because my usual day clothes are just when I'm just like around the house or just the clothes that any other adult would usually sleep in. Cause it's just like comfy tank tops, booty shorts, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my night clothes are like my onesies or sleeping in the nude if I'm not padded, which is rare, but yeah having a separate wardrobe for that. And then my work clothes is just flat naked because LOL, that's my
1: work. Huh? It uh, sets, it sets an expectation for you. And like when you get changed, you know, into like pajamas for bed, you're starting to set off those receptors and your, those messages in your brain subconsciously. It's like, Oh, it's that time. All right, cool. We're getting ready for bed. And your brain's going to do the work in the background for you. And the one thing that I can tell everybody, if you're ever having trouble sleeping, and it is decidedly harder than it's going to sound, but straight up, you're overthinking it. You're, you know, there there are lots of other, um, like, factors that play into it. But one of the biggest things about why people have a hard time sleeping is just straight up, you're overthinking. And it it comes down to like, oh, well, I can't turn off my brain. That's right, because you're overthinking it. You're putting yourself to bed and you're like, okay, it's sleep time. I want to sleep. You're so focused on sleeping, you're not actually letting your body and your brain have time to relax and wind down, which is why the routine in advance of bedtime is so important. So that routine gives your brain all of those external signals. It's time to start cranking down. And then when you get into bed – All you need to focus on. The only thing you need to do is just focus on finding that comfy spot. Mm -hmm. Just get comfy. Let yourself sink into the bed. Just let it absorb you. You'll find more times than not. That'll help you sleep better.
0: I'm just going to put this out there. I've been part of club sleeping with a blankie since 1995 and y'all are sleeping on this it's not an exclusive club or anything it's open enrollment and i've been (laughs) sleeping nice and sound for 25 years just saying
1: i'm i'm very partial to uh having um a bab as my sleep enhancer yes yes having a bab in the bed is usually the the best sleep enhancer for me
0: i'm a big fan of sleeping with uh Sleeping as a little spoon with a grown up and or a big sister. That is my sleep enhancer. Yeah. yeah.
1: I've yeah. been told I'm a very good cuddler, so
0: Yes. I saw you throw in that winky face in the chat and I was just kind of quietly like <laughs> from my
1: side. Hey, All right, what you gotta, what is you, the- you gotta use what you gotta use to sleep.
0: Yeah sorry I was like eh, 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 with like the discord lag and
1: we were both talking sorry about that actually uh, is- wants to have a little sleep between her and me Aww. that's so cute that she thinks she's big enough to have a bab littler than her aw. Uh, um, what- I'll just have to babify her so she can she can be even more of a bab then
0: I mean you don't have to babify her she's already there
1: uh, that's true
0: how do you bab that so, which has no big? <laughs> oh, so the, you're welcome. What's the next question?
1: The, people give me the weirdest names, I swear. <laughs> some of them are so good. <laughs> and This one is the best. G- <laughs> Dear Jazzy and me, 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 me. <laughs> Uh, I've always felt very awkward when approached by someone outside the kink ABDL community to talk about what I'm, quote, into. How do you talk to curious, vanilla, non-ABDL people about your interests? Is there information you tend to omit on purpose? Is there something you'd like the general public to know about kink ABDL? Yours truly, a perverted servant. Servid, servid, servit. Pronouns she, she, her.
0: So, whenever a presumed vanilla, because as we know, it's best not to make assumptions because assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Um, when talking to someone whom I believe is a vanilla uh, and they ask what I'm into, I, I turn the question around and I say, Well, what are you into? Because if someone is going to ask me what I'm into and not want to reciprocate, then that's, then that's a no bueno. That's a, that's like a non-starter for me, but it's like, if they do, and it's just, Oh, sometimes I like when my boyfriend just kind of like, just like gives me a little love touch. Just like a little gentle spank. I call him daddy. I'm just like, Oh, that's cute. (laughs) But all joking aside, um, if someone reciprocates then i'll feel like i'll be able to open up like yeah i'm into like really heavy bdsm and titles and stuff like that and that's generally what i go into i don't generally go into abdl stuff on the first one because that's a little bit more niche than just generic bdsm And usually after I say BDSM, the next question is, oh, like Fifty Shades of Grey. And then I go and I read my my 50 hour (laughs) dissertation on why Fifty Shades of Grey sucks. Um, (laughs) But I usually omit ABDL until I've received kind of conversational signals that it will be safe to kind of bring that in. And that's not exactly something that I can like tell you what it is because it's just unique to every conversation every person and everything so you kind of have to like gauge that yourself a little bit but um when when it comes to like what do i want the general public to know about kink slash abdl it's that we are all consenting adults doing things with one or more often more consenting adults and there is absolutely nothing wrong with it um that it's not abusive when done in its proper form. And it can be a very beautiful and very loving thing that can bring relationships way closer together than if they were just generic vanilla of relationships. And they can really bring so much spice and excitement to any sort of relationship dynamic. Uh, When it comes specifically to ABDL, I just want the world to know that we're not fucking pedophiles. I'm so sick of standing on that soapbox. And I just wish that that would go away for fuck's sake. Talking stick.
1: I feel like there's so much more tactful than I am. Oh. Um,
0: like, I mean, I feel like turning it around, like, what are you into? I feel like that's pretty spicy. What are you, what were you? I mean, say?
1: that's very tactful and very good. Um, I am. I have a decent amount of tact, but I'm also very direct. Like, I've had conversations with friends that I know are vanilla, and they're like, well, well, like, what are you into? And I'm like, oh, honey.
0: Oh, honey. I'm
1: kinky beyond belief. And then their ears perk up, and they're like, oh. And I'm like, like, yeah, but you're going to have to share something with me first. Yeah. (laughs) So then they share something, and then they're like, "Well, well, like, what kind of stuff are you into? Like, what are you, what kind of kinks? And I'm like, oh, honey, the things I've done. (laughs) <laughs> like oh. I just lead them on this church like but I'm so blunt too because like I wrote a paper in university on kink. Mm-hmm. Because I could. And it was the dumbest topic, like the dumbest type of paper. I hated it. But you did. Because it was well, it was it it felt appropriate because it's um it's called uh not a lot of people understand it, but anyway, it's called historiography. Uh And historiography is the way we analyze, look at, and talk about history. (laughs) It's not the history of something. It's the history of the history of something. That sounds like like a historical version of the term epistemology. (laughs) (laughs) So I wrote a historiography paper about the history of the way we look at history of BDSM. Yeah, you pound that table. Yeah, fucking slap it was, that table. It Ugh. was something, it, like... And when people ask me, like, I really try to focus on... The... Like, the big I- issues and the big... Um, I start them off tame, and then the more I get to know people, the more I'm willing to open up. ABDL is usually the last thing on my list, just because... Mm-hmm. It's very niche. ABDL folks get a lot of crap and stigma just even from people just in the red, right, like in the in a lot of the other BDSM communities. Like, they, mm-hmm. it's so stupid. For but, real. um, so that's usually the le- like the last place that I end up. But I'll start and like, well, what kind of stuff do you like? And I'll tell them like general umbrella terms like edge play or. Um, you know, impact play. And like, oh, well, then the last more questions and I can kind of educate them as I go because I'm more interested in, yeah, I don't care. I'll tell you that I'm interested in spanking the crap out of somebody Mm -hmm. or that I'll I'll tie you up or that I'll edge and overstim you until you're like screaming and shaking. Like, sure, there's lots of things that I'm into, but like I'm more interested in, I don't mind answering the questions as long as I can make sure that you're getting the education that goes with it because Mm. you're right. People, Oh, like 50 shades of gray. No, that shit is like dumpster fire. Basically a tale of abuse. Like get, get, get out of my face. If you want to talk like serious, real BDSM, I will teach you, but you don't bring that shit up with me. For real. So, like, I will talk about rope. I will talk about edge play. I will talk about um, I, I will talk about impact. I'll talk about all those different things. Hell, I've taught fucking um, like workshops on this shit. I t- taught them at university, too, which was kind of weird. That oh, was a whole awesome. other thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that's a show a, topic. I want to hear about that. I did a kink one like we had um, a uh, think kink week. Huh. And we did a whole week where we had like professionals come in. I did one one classes, like taught people about dripping wax, about spanking, like the whole deal. Hi. It was, it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, you know, it's, I, I just don't care. <laughs> if people ask me, you know, then I'll, I'll talk about it, but I want to make sure I talk about it in, Maybe it's just um, maybe it's the mom and me, but I just I want to teach them about it if they're going to ask. Because, you know, that they're asking because they're interested. And if they're interested, there's a chance they're going to try it. So if they're going to try it, I want to make sure that they at least have a good foundation of information that they're not going to hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, What do I want people to know about? Consent is everything. And if you don't know how to do something. Find out how to do it and research it and talk to people first, especially if there are risks involved.
0: Can I tack on to that? Of course. YouTube is not a fucking learning resource for BDSM period. No, no. There. No, no. uh, There are so many abusive shitty doms on YouTube that have the YouTuber personality and are full of that fucking like energy vampire charisma. It's so fucking gross and I can sniff it from a mile away. Just stay away from YouTube.
1: If you do like even a little bit of research, you can find so many phenomenal books and resources that you can use. Hell, if you just straight up go to a sex shop, Yes, nine times out of ten, just walk into a sex shop and be like, hey, I'm looking to potentially explore this thing related to kink. This is what it is. I guarantee you nine times out of ten, they'll be like, yeah, and if you tell them you're looking for resources, they will know where to direct you to. That's their job.
0: Also, like, go to a locally owned sex store, not a chain, a locally owned sex store. The- I mean, some sometimes they don't ha- you don't have that option right? sometimes you but, don't but when you do but when you do always go for that because their stuff is usually locally handmade by members of the community they have really high quality shit and the people there are amazing i've never had a bad interaction with any employee of a sex or fetish store whether it be chain or local or anything like The people who work at sex stores, they work at a sex store. It's safe to ask them how to do a sex thing. Or even better, you can write in to the Dear Jazzy Podcast. But if we don't know how to do a thing that you (laughs) go ask or like go hang out. Well, actually, COVID is right now. So this is assuming once COVID is over go to your local dungeon and hang out there and ask the masters there and the subs there and the dungeon masters there and just ask them how to do a thing,
1: go to ask where to-
0: the thing is happening.
1: And if that doesn't work, ask miss Mimi. Cause if I don't know how to do a thing, I know somebody who does. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I will happily see if they don't mind putting me, me putting you in touch with them. Like hundred percent. I if- know people. If you or me,
0: maybe if either of us don't know how to do a thing, we, <laughs> we, we know someone who does. I want to tack on something. Uh, I'm going to rewind a little bit. Um, I think it's funny when I'm talking to people and um, whether it be in the kink community or not. And it's just like, oh, what are you into? And I'll just say, oh, I don't know where you into?" And they'll try to be all hardcore about it have you ever seen this happen? And they're just like, oh yeah, I'm into like hardcore shit. Yeah. I'd like to tie someone up. Yeah. And I like to spank them. It's so hardcore. And they try to be, they try to be like super fucking like macho about it. And then I'll just like, and then I'll be like, okay, so I can play with you. And then I'll just, because I'm just that level of like chaotic, like if someone is trying to like basically inflate their fucking peen, by saying, like, oh, I hit people in 17 different ways. I'll just be like, have you ever tasted your partner's blood and reciprocated the same? That's what I'm into. And then they're like, oh, oh, oh. And then you hit them with, yeah, I'm really into, like, knives and bleeding and fire. That's my shit. And then they're like, oh, oh, that's that's so hardcore. That's not safe. You should be doing it. it, it. And it's I love that and also that is the fastest way to sniff out like a fake dom from a real dom versus someone who is going off of the 50, (laughs) going off 50 shades of gray as their handbook versus someone who like wants to like do their research or something like that. And I know that's like really mean and really shitty, which is why I don't do it to people (laughs) that I like. Like if someone is coming into the dungeon, they've got, they've got like a swagger, you know what I mean? Dungeons not the place for that. So I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, you're you're so cool, dude. You're so cool, that sort of thing.
1: This is my reaction when people tell me they're into hardcore shit, and that's what they tell me. Oh yeah, no, exactly. That's
0: exactly me. Uh, for those listening to the audio podcast, <laughs> Mimi just think the oh, honey, sweetie, baby, gif. In the in the live chat, it's just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> you're so
1: hardcore. Ooh, I, uh, I had that exact conversation with a friend of mine and it just it it was so funny because like she's she's a very. <laughs> <Yeah>. Is
0: this <laughs> is this the friend you were telling me about the French
1: vanilla? I have not mentioned this friend on on the cast before. Ooh, New friend. Um, this is a friend from Oh gosh, her and I go back a ways um, when she was seeing like a partner or two ago. She's like, I just want to do like more like harder stuff. You know, I want him to like, like tie me to the headboard. And, and she's giving me all these very basic intro, like, like good start. Good, good starts. And and I'm just like, oh, honey. And then I told her about some of the scenes I've done, and she's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> there were how many close pins on Jazzy's labia? Where do, where do I sign up? <laughs> <And> she, <laughs> oh my god, that's she's, It's funny because she's looking at me, and she legitimately says, "Where do I sign up?" But then she's also, I don't think you would go for that. <laughs>
0: Just, <laughs> you know, that's sort of, that's that's the sort of thing when I was getting into BDSM for the first time. Um, where I was just like th- there was just like this little like I call it like a like a little bolt with my boyfriend just like this little zing that would go just shoot up my spine and it was it's a mixture of fear and also just raw horniness and it's just like he would say something to me like he would like th- this is before I had ever even done my first proper scene he would just like tug on my collar and just like zip just bolt goes up my spine or like he'll pull me to his ear and go like, I just want to cut you up and just like bolt, Boom. It's just like, there's so much fear in that feeling, but also just consent and also just hotness. It's just like, there's a certain level of being afraid that is so hot for me. And that I recognize that is not for everyone, but that is a super duper,
1: duper hot thing for me. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like it's just, you know, I love talking to newbie kinksters that are like learning I and want to learn more, but they're like, yeah, we're doing all this good stuff. And I'm like, sweetie, let me, let me teach you. Let me learn. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my favorite thing ever is uh, being in the littles daycare in my dungeon. And every time someone new joins the dungeon, they give them the tour and like one of the dungeon masters walks them around and shows them all the rooms and then they get to the littles room. And then it's funny because they'll usually be all like dressed up because people come into the dungeon with their preconceived notions of like what what a dungeon is. So sometimes they'll wear like a little like black masquerade mask or something. Just like, oh, oh, sweetie, sweetie, sweetie. No, half of us are in our jammies.
1: (laughs) We have this person at the dungeon that I go to legitimately. She is the biggest sweetheart. Like, she's so kind, and she, like, while she doesn't engage in, like, you know, ABDL or CGL type stuff that I know of, she's so good with Littles. It's it's so heartwarming. Like, she'll watch, you know, people, we watch people do scenes all the time, but, like, I've seen her watch like a little do a scene and it'll be like pretty hardcore. And you know what she does with them for like to help the aftercare. She'll like sit and braid their hair and just like brush their hair and just, just talk to them and make sure they're okay. While like, yeah, is so freaking sweet. Like she is such a sweetheart. My heart is. And like, it's just, uh, that's one of my, she is. Oh my God. Yeah, she she has so many things that I just I want to aspire to. Like, I do a lot of really good things. I'm not good, like I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. I do like I'm pretty good at what I do, but like there are some things that she does that I'm just like, fuck, I got to raise my bar. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, you know, I'm going to say as a little as a lifestyle little, that's one of my biggest weaknesses is someone who is outside of the ABDL scene, like isn't a little, isn't a big, isn't a switch, isn't part of our scene or even, isn't even part of the kink scene or is just like a vanilla, but is aware of my little space and just like hits me with those feels like someone who is like definitively not in the ABDL or little space community and just hits me with those feels. It is so fucking great. Like all the uh, dungeon master's, at our our dungeon and this is kind of where i was starting to go with this they are all they all like develop their own trainings and are like trained to like understand like this is how you handle a little and not break their little space and everything and this is like littles have very specific needs and here's how you do that and they'll like come in and like do the thing where they like kneel down and to get on your level and like talk to you in like that really soft voice god i just melt it makes it just is so so good. I love when people do that.
1: Well, you're fucked if you come and visit. <laughs> oh my
0: god, I, I I'm so excited. I want to meet this person really really bad. Uh, he can be. Like, this you... is Jazzy. I imported her from the United States. I'm keeping her.
1: <laughs> if you come up and visit, I could provided the whole pandemic thing works itself out um and i don't like i have to find out what's going on but i could probably bring you as a guest
0: yes
1: probably
0: probably but where i was going to go with that (laughs) is i'll be sitting in the littles room and the people will be walking around and they've got their little just halloween costumes on and it's funny because they'll walk in they'll be oh my god i'm so excited they open up the curtain oh and they just see people getting like flogged and whipped and there's crosses and there's all sorts of crazy shit. And there's Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie playing on our stereo. And they're like, and you can see on their faces, just the horror, And like, this is not what we signed up for. So they'll go through all the rooms and they'll get to the littles room and their face is like progressively gets more scared. And then they get to <laughs> the littles room and one of two things happens without fail. They'll get to a littles room and go, ah. And they'll see like all the littles. They'll see me like covered head to toe and just like bruises and scrapes. I'm all fucked up, but I'm in a onesie. I'm just having fun and being cute. And they'll go like, aw and then they'll stay or they'll get to the littles rooms after seeing literal cock and ball torture, a rack scene where someone is being twisted and contorted and like stretched out like flagulation, fire, all sorts of crazy shit they'll get to the little room and see an adult in a diaper. And that is what they will like. Nope. Nope. Too much for me. And that is what will be the breaking point. And I won't be like, check out this fucking, it is the funniest thing. I swear to God, like, like all those crazy medieval torture devices. Fine. <laughs> me in a diaper mm-mm, too far. Canceled. And I swear this is this is not a one time thing. (laughs) Every single week. This is what happens.
1: People are strange, strange
0: creatures, strange, strange creatures. Uh, We have one more question, but I think we should save it for next time because we are just rounding over uh, a healthy, healthy episode length. What do you think?
1: Okay. cool. Sure. This is a good question. I'm excited to answer it.
0: I am too. I need time to think on it as well. So, Miss Mimi, any closing thoughts before we r- r- wrap it up?
1: My cat is super cute and I love her. And, and yeah, she's going to say hello. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been Miss Mimi. Check me out at SoundCloud.com backslash... Miss Mimi's Lullabies or you can find me at twitter.com slash bell which is b-e-l-l-e-n-a-c-h-t
0: I haven't done that for a few weeks so I'm bringing that back so yeah uh, please check out Miss Mimi's Lullabies she makes some of the best stuff on the internet and I love her work so much so please give her money uh, she deserves it uh, she deserves all of your money and all the money that you don't give her. You can give to me, Jasmine Starshine. <laughs> you can find me online at, at little jazzy baby on Twitter uh, at little princess jazzy on Instagram, uh, on at oddswithgod.com. I have all my links on there and on discord. Uh, it's at uh, Jasmine starshine zero 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 one. I think that's like most of my big socials and everything. Um, if you want to join our Discord, it's free to join. You can come and hang out with us. We always are doing like Among Us or what's the ghost game that you're playing? Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia. Thank you. We are always just hanging out and having a good time here in the Deer Jazzy server. So reach out to me or Mimi if you want to join. Um... I think last but not least, dear Jazzy is an at odds with production. Visit us online at at odds with Please support the Patreon to, uh, keep the show rolling every single week. Again, sorry that we took a couple of weeks off. We just needed to do our thing, but we're back on track. Uh, Patreon is literally the best way to support the show and also get some porn of yours. Truly. The second best way to support the show is by buying Miss Mimi's uh, music commission. So please
1: do that. Also, check keep out your Cam. eyes open. I got a new one coming out soon. Ooh,
0: exciting. Also, check out Camp Buddy if you want to get your rocks off while supporting the show even more so. And I think that is it. Miss Mimi, any closing thoughts?
1: Consent is everything. Consent, like said. Consent is everything. I have been your host, Jasmine Starshine. And as always, I'm your co-host, Miss Mimi.
0: And we will see you next time.
1: Now go to bed.
0: (laughs) Okay, three, two, one, let's go. I was totally about to force move Ashley through the right click menu just to like be a troll. But that did not come to pass
1: you right click move people you should just click and drag yo you can click and drag people oh,
0: oh my god you can click and drag people to damn different right channels oh my goodness